0: a woo a hand clap a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. What does it mean to be backed by Morse? It means you get the vehicle you want. And now, with new inventory arriving daily, Getting the vehicle you want is easier than ever. Every Ed Morse lot is stocked, and if you can't find the vehicle you're looking for, the helpful Ed Morse team will track it down for you, or they'll be with you every step of the way to pre-order your new vehicle and customize it just the way you like it. When it came to their tagline, the Ed Morse Automotive Group could have said anything, but they went with backed by Morse. They want their customers to know that when they buy from Ed Morse, they are backed by Ed Morse. New vehicles are backed by Morse with the price protection promise. And all used vehicles are backed by Morse with thorough inspections and warranties. Even your service is backed by Morse with the price match guarantee. So make this year the year you get backed by Morse. Shop an amazing selection of vehicles all backed by Morse. Find a location nearest you and go to EdMorse.com today. But remember, you're only backed by Morse when you buy from Morse. Welcome to the OBB Fins Pod, the
0: most unfiltered Miami Dolphins podcast around. Here's your host, John Michaels.
2: Well, it's time now for a happy 2023 football season. It is John Michaels here. Back for the OBB Fins podcast. Glad to be back here. Thanks to Ed Morse once again sponsoring the podcast here on the OBB Fins pod. A lot to dive into as we got our season preview today as we get you ready for an opening Sunday afternoon against the Los Angeles Chargers in a rematch between Tua Tungavailoa and Justin Herbert. Give me a follow at John Michaels U. At John Michaels U is where you can find my main page on social media. Follow me as well and follow the show. And I need a lot more followers here at OBB Fins. At OBB Fins. I'm trying to go through and find all the best Dolphin fans, all the best Dolphin sites, and want all you guys to follow us there. And if you're a University of Miami fan, follow me as well at State of Miami Pod. All the podcasts can be found on the Orange Bowl Boys page, on Apple, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. We want to keep this thing going throughout the 2023 football season. I vow this year to be better than I was last year. Not going to lie to you. There were times as the season went along, schedule constraints, left me in behind with the podcast. I also realized that the schedule of bringing out post-game and potentially pre-game ones have to be done a hell of a lot more expeditiously. If the Dolphins play on 1 o'clock on Sunday, none of you are waiting until Tuesday or Wednesday to get a recap of what happened. So 1 o'clock Sunday games, will have them up no later than sometime Monday afternoon. If I can get them up on Sunday, I will do that as well. Obviously, the Thursday night, the Monday night games are going to be day after. I will not be up until midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning recording, and that's only because real life, real job, real things like that. Keep it going. Those of you that listened last year, you understand how passionate I am about everything Miami sports, whether it's the Dolphins, whether it's the Heat, whether it's the Miami Hurricanes. I don't give a damn about the Miami Marlins because uh, they just stole a stadium years and years ago and ripped off the taxpayers of Dade County. But love the Dolphins have for a long time and have reasons for a ton of optimism coming into the 2023 season. We know how it ended in 2022. Unfortunately, Tua Tagovailoa dealing with more injury, Tua Tagovailoa dealing with more situations that kept him out of games, concussions, and the Dolphins went into the playoffs basically with two hands tied behind their back. Fought their ass off, but weren't unable to get it done and came up just a little bit short. But it was really good to see this football team in the mix being somebody that makes it to January and you'll hear me throughout the season say the same thing a lot of times. Just Give me a puncher's chance. Seriously, just give me a puncher's chance. Get me into January where I have an opportunity to win football games in a one-game scenario. Give me that chance, and all bets are off. We have seen too many teams in the history of the NFL go wild card and win a Super Bowl. We've also seen teams that were 13-14-0, rest starters, get into the late part of the year and be unable to come up and win the games that mattered, and those are in January. So I don't give a damn, honestly, what happens early on in the football season. I don't give a damn what happens a lot of times in November. Just get me to where I need to get to. You need to have those things happen. you got to be able to get into January, and that's going to be a matter of health when it comes to this football team. We'll dive into the roster breakdown. Dolphins actually just released what it looks like as far as the opening day starters and the depth chart go. But let's go into the offseason, some of the things that happened. I know there's been a lot of conjecture about what happened in the offseason. We're going to go through this pretty quickly. The big move, obviously, was making the move for Jalen Ramsey to bring him in to the fold for the Miami Dolphins. Unfortunately, the bad thing that happened to Jalen Ramsey is Jalen Ramsey right now is a guy that will not be playing anytime soon. Dolphins were able to go out and acquire him. Uh, They gave up a 2023 third-round pick and tight end Hunter Long, obviously bring in some of the money that's associated with Jalen Ramsey. But this was pretty simple for the Rams. The Rams are at a point where they've won their Super Bowl And now they've priced themselves out of competing. Don't be surprised if Matthew Stafford's not there a heck of a lot longer. Aaron Donald's the one guy that may stick around. But, you know, either way, Jalen Ramsey's a guy that you could walk in to a position that honestly dealt with a lot of injury dealt with a lot of uh, situations last year where you were playing undrafted free agents down the stretch. They traded away Noah Igbenanini, uh after his general ineffectiveness. They traded him for another player from the Dallas Cowboys who had the same general ineffectiveness. But either way, it was take one guy out of a situation and put another guy into a situation. Hopefully that that'll work out. Now the problem, obviously... Is with Jalen Ramsey. He's now injured. You're talking about November or December before he'll come back. But that could potentially be a post-trade deadline, quote unquote, move that gets the football team back to where they want to get to. Think about it. Xavier uh, Howard's going to be out there. Uh, Keon Crossing going to be on the football team. Uh, you, you know, you start to look a little bit down. Nick Needham coming back from injury. Kater Kohu, a guy that I really liked, played with him some on Madden. He came up with two pick sixes yesterday. If you want to play me on Madden, hit me up, Jay. John, 4788. I am a somewhat gamer. I'm a little bit old, so I only get to game when the wife's not around and the kids are not playing sports. So not as much as I'd like to, but I did just download the new Madden. So we'll be diving into that. Obviously, Javon Holland going to be a star on the back end of that defense as well. The other big story, and I laughed about this because there are people that did not understand what Tua Tungavailoa was trying to accomplish during the offseason that wanted to turn it into a joke. People were like, oh, he's learning jujitsu. One of my children actually fought jujitsu for a long time. And it's really good for you to learn how to take a fall. They teach you how to tuck your head and almost roll with the fall. And you think about some of the injuries Tua had a year ago. Uh, The one against Green Bay, I mean, it's literally just rolling out, and it's kind of a whiplash effect. Same thing that happened in Buffalo. He's getting hit after throwing a ball, and the head bounces off the turf. Now, the Cincy one was kind of disgusting. We all know he got slammed to the turf, and that's a big defensive lineman throwing him down. And that one looked absolutely, completely concussion hype they also talked about him doing yoga and different things during the offseason and there were even people that joked oh Tua's too big now what Tua did is realize hey for me to be a superstar quarterback let's let's keep it real healthy he is a superstar quarterback the problem is the lack of health has led to moments where Tua Tungavailoa cannot be out there These things are not good, obviously, for your football team when your superstar quarterback is not going to be out there. But, of course, the lazy-ass media around the country loves to say different things. Well, look at Tua. He's doing jujitsu, and he's doing yoga, blah 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 and i can promise you most of those lazy ass media members are the same one that if you put them in a jujitsu ring within three seconds they're tapping out because they don't have an ounce of athletic ability they're the same ones that if they have you go do ddp yoga which i did for a couple of years with diamond dallas page you go do ddp yoga you're going to be five minutes into there and have your body contorted like a pretzel and most of these candy ass media members they're not going to be able to hack it but What gets people to click on your article? What get people to watch your TV show? It's pretty simple. You bang on a quarterback. Why did Kenny Pickett have multiple concussions last year? Nobody talks about it. And this is not a knock on Kenny Pickett. I think he's got potential to be a really good quarterback in the NFL. You know why? The Dolphins and Tua Vailoa are a lightning rod. What you saw a year ago when that guy is healthy in Mike McDaniel's offense is an absolute star in the making. If his health is there, this is a football team that has a great chance to make a deep run into the playoffs. Offense wins football now in the NFL. I get it you got to play some decent defense. Guess what? The Chiefs won a shootout in the Super Bowl, and they won it. Yes, their defense got a fumble recovery touchdown, but they won it in large part because of Patrick Mahomes being the best quarterback on the planet. The Bills are good. I know we hate to talk about the Bills, and I'll get into the AFC East here in a minute. The Bills are good largely in part because Josh Allen puts a team on his shoulder, and he wins. The Eagles, while they had a really good defense in the regular season, they got torched in the Super Bowl, but they were in the Super Bowl in large part because – Jalen Hurts was there. The Dolphins have followed a very similar model in which, hey, got a quarterback, Tua. Went out and got a wide receiver in the draft in Jalen Waddle. Traded for another wide receiver in Tyreek Hill. Traded for a couple of running backs, uh, Jeff Wilson. You you draft another one in, in Devon A-Chain, A-Chain. And then you have Raheem Mostert, who's there as well. You've put weapons around him. Oh, by the way, you went and got Terren Armstead. You spent draft choices on whether it was Austin Jackson or Robert Hunt or Connor Williams. You've done different things to try to accentuate the offensive side. Of the football, So you look at all of those things and you go, okay, this can be a football team that flat out has a chance to go out there and dominate. Now, what are some of the questions for the Dolphins? Simply linebacker. Linebacker was a huge question mark a year ago. Linebacker seemingly was not the best. Obviously, you have two guys that are listed as linebacker, but are really more or less rush guys, and that's Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. Jerome Baker, solid, not great. Duke Riley, okay, uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, okay. None of these guys are really difference makers. And I think in today's day and age of the NFL, your linebackers really have to be able to do two things, rush the passer, cover receivers. Good luck with that. Stopping the run comes along with it, but a lot of times that's a team effort. So I look at the Dolphins depth chart at linebacker and I say this potentially could be something that, that, that could bite them. You know, I really do. I think this is something that flat out could bite them somewhere along the line. We'll see how that all plays out. You look at how they have them listed right now, and actually they have David Long listed as the starter at linebacker in a 3-4 set, and this was a depth chart released by the Dolphins today. Christian Wilkins, Raquan Davis, Zach Sealer are going to be up front. Great three guys. Guys that could get in the backfield, guys that can be stout against the run, guys that are difference makers. Please, for the love of God, sign Christian Wilkins to a long-term deal, and I promise we'll have an emergency podcast when Christian Wilkins gets that money. Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, your two outside backers, two guys that need to get to the passer. I think Jalen Phillips has star written all over him. And Bradley Chubb, you need a little bit more out of him before it's all said and done. Then the two inside backers, Jerome Baker and David Long. Your defensive backfield. We haven't talked about Xavier Howard. Let's be real. Last year, Zavian Howard had a down football season, really down for Zavian Howard expectations. You thought with Jalen Ramsey going to the other side, you were going to have some situations where Zavian no longer had to chase around the number one. That's not necessarily the case any longer uh, until uh, obviously until Jalen Ramsey gets back. Xavier's going to be chasing number ones. Now, if he can get back to where he was two, three years ago, Dolphins are fine there. Cater Kohu who listed as the other defensive back to start, but let's be real. you most of the time are going to be in three and four corners. Cam Smith, Eli Apple, Kelvin Joseph, who you traded for, have all made the team. And then Perry Nickerson and Justin Bethel, who will be more of a special teams guy. Safety, Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, two really good players. I like McKinley, and I like Deshaun Elliott as backups. We'll see how much they actually get on the field. But for the most part, you're going to see Kohu. You're going to see Xavier Howard. Maybe Eli Apple, who's taking a ton of snaps in this league when he's on can be a good player, but he's a guy that from time to time gets grabby, gets penalty prone, uh, and can get beat uh, when he's not running his mouth too much. And I know he likes to run his mouth, and there's nothing wrong with that growing up in the 305. But defensively, if they're top 12, you're fine. You're going to be risk-reward sometimes. You're going to go after interceptions. You're going to be a team that tries to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And those are all good things on the defensive side of the ball bring some pressure do different things defensively and i think new defensive coordinator and vic fangio can be that type of guy this is a 41 year coaching veteran 33 seasons in the nfl he's been a defensive coordinator 20 of the last 24 years you know what that means he's been pretty damn good now he was with the eagles last year as a consultant it didn't work out a couple of years ago with the Denver Broncos as a head coach. But let's be real, a lot of people have not that worked out very well. As a D.C. for the uh, Chicago Bears, where he actually won assistant coach of the year back in 2018. So for the most part, he's a guy that really gets after it. He's ranked in the top five in yards allowed in eight of the last 13 years as a defensive coordinator. And the NFL's top five in fewest points allowed seven times over that span. Does that not get you a little tingly on the inside if you're a Dolphin fan? Somebody that potentially could have you in the top seven in the most important statistical categories for the Dolphins and for the NFL? Uh, Sign me up for top five and top seven. Like, I might run around in in some draws and tank tops if that's what the Dolphins are able to accomplish. And let's be real, they've got that type of talent on the defensive side of the ball. Over on the offensive side of the ball, Mike McDaniel had a machine when Tua Tonga-Vailoa was healthy. Talking about a team that could easily get into the 30s when they needed to. They were multifaceted, could run the ball, obviously could throw it to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and the list of receivers all over the field. They got all of those things accomplished really easily when healthy. But the second part of health, outside of Tua Tonga-Vailoa, I think the second most important person on the team health-wise is left tackle Terran Armstead. Now, you traded for him a year ago. He missed some games last season. He fought through a multitude of injuries where there were times he probably should not have been out on the football field, but he's a he's a war horse. He, he's a dog in the best way possible. He's going to go out there and do whatever he can to get things done. The issue with that is you are limited at offensive line. Your line depth chart as of right now, Taron Armstead, Liam Eikenberg, Connor Williams, who's solid, Robert Hunt, who's pretty good, and Austin Jackson, who's been hit or miss. Your backups, Kendall Lamb, Isaiah Wynn, Lester Cotton, and Keon Smith. Not exactly the who's who of offensive linemen, but let's be real. When you're spending big money a bunch of different places, and you're spending it on the O-line, you have to find out ways to hit in the draft on the offensive line. And you could say Austin Jackson, not so much. Connor Williams has been a hit. Liam Eikenberg, okay. You know, they have not really hit a home run in the draft, and that's an issue. The offensive weapons outside of that are great. Braxton Barrios, you bring in can be a great slot receiver, and I have a feeling Brax, who played his college ball, obviously at the U, knows Hard Rock Stadium really well. He could be a guy that gives you, I don't know, 40, 45 catches in the middle of the field that when you're double-teaming either Tyreek or you're double-teaming Jalen Waddle, you're going to find a guy over the middle that Boop is going to love. Some of those option routes where he can has the option to break inside or outside, you're going to find him there. Some of those whip routes where you kind of cut in and then cut back out, Braxton's going to be great for some of those as well. The running back position, the conjecture during the offseason was go get a superstar. Dalvin Cook was out there, but the Dolphins didn't want to pay that money, and I'm not mad. The running back position in the NFL has become a dinosaur. It's become a position where it's honestly not appreciated for the value that it has. I have watched average-ass quarterbacks get money that should be going to superstar running backs. No disrespect to Kirk Cousins because he was on that QB1 uh, the documentary that was on Netflix. And I actually really like Kirk Cousins more as the years went, or as the season went along, just seeing how hard that guy worked, how much he went through for the season, what a good dude he typically is. But he's a above-average quarterback that's getting a lot of guaranteed money that Minnesota probably would have been better served to give to Dalvin Cook. But what we've seen over the years, whether it's Todd Gurley, whether it's Devontae Freeman, Zeke Elliott, as guys get older in this league, and they've logged a lot of carries, the return is not worth the investment. And most teams now are looking at, hey, I will sign or I will draft a running back, and I will run him hard for the four years, maybe five that I have him under contract. And at the end of those five, I just start over. I go back to Kansas City again because they won the Super Bowl. They spent a first-round pick on Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Three years ago, four years ago, really good rookie year, eh, hadn't done a whole lot since then. Guess who started at running back for them last year throughout their playoff stretch? A seventh-round back that averaged about 50 yards a game at Rutgers named Isaiah Pacheco. And guess what? Isaiah Pacheco, suddenly people are scarfing him up in fantasy drafts and everything else. You know why? Because it's the system that makes the back. And Mike McDaniel's system Raheem Mostert is perfectly situated for this. Jeff Wilson, when healthy, is really well situated for it. I think Devin A. Chain, who is an absolute sprint star, and if you watch him at Texas A&M, when he had a hole, it's zero to 100 real quick, to quote my boy Drake. That thing is absolutely out of there when Devin H.A. gets the ball and wants to roll. So this is a lot of zone schemes where you're going to find a play, press the hole, cut, and bang, get the hell out of there. You also have to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield, which they've done. They locked up Alec Ingold for a couple of years, so you're set at fullback. Uh, tight end will be a little bit of a question. I know, obviously, Mike Gasicki was not happy in his His uh, role, he's gone to greener pastures. Durham Smythe is here, Tyler Croft, Julian Hill. But Smythe is a guy that if he catches 30 balls, cool. It will be an extension of the run game every now and then go down the field. And I think they'll be perfectly fine with that, with the weapons that are out there. So this team is really set. You know, you talk about all the star players that I just went through. There are probably 24, 25 other teams that would love to have everything for the game everything as far as, you know, these type of players to be on your football team and really get things going. And the Dolphins have all of them. What does that mean for the 2023 season? Well, what it means is you're in an AFC that is absolutely loaded. Like the NFC kind of sucks this year. It's the Eagles, maybe the Cowboys, the 49ers, and I think one of the three of them will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I really do. San Fran depends on quarterback. Can Brock Purdy find the fountain of last year? Philadelphia, it's can you become another Super Bowl team that lost to make it back the year after, which doesn't happen often in the NFL. And the Cowboys, it's just have some balls when it gets to the damn playoffs and stop nutting up because that's what they do. They have a good regular season, then they nut up in the playoffs. The AFC on the other side, holy crap. Who in the hell put everybody over on this side? Think about our division for a second, and I'll run down the schedule and give you my predictions coming up here in about uh, five to seven minutes. Think about our division for a second. Dolphins loaded. I just went through that. Tua Tungavaloa, star quarterback. Buffalo still loaded. As much as we hate the damn Bills, Josh Allen and company out there with Stephon Diggs and all the players they have, Gregory Russo, you name it, really loaded for bear and a hell of a coach that they have up there and Sean McDermott. And they're going to be right back in the mix. The New York Jets. And I know we've made fun of the Jets for time and memoriam. But guess what? They just brought in an old war horse, Aaron Rodgers, who brought in some of his boys to go along with a salty-ass defense. They bring in Dalvin Cook. Brees Hall going to be back healthy. They're going to be really damn good because I think Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner are two of the best young players in all of football. And then you have the Patriots who had their 20-year run Mac Jones is going to bounce back because Bill Belichick finally hired a fucking offensive coordinator instead of, you know, having Matt Patricia and his stupid pencil tucked in behind his ear. But I think the Patriots are the bottom of this division. I don't think they're going to be very good. That's just the AFC East. I'm not talking about the AFC North, who has four teams that I truly believe any one of them could win the division. Since you with Joe Burrow, they're always really good. Baltimore gets Lamar Jackson back, and he's going to be happy because he got all his bread this offseason. Shout out to you, Lamar. Uh, Way to stand strong and get the money that you absolutely deserve. Pittsburgh will be better. Kenny Pickett in year number two. Oh, by the way, they've never had a losing season with Mike Tomlin as the head coach. And I think Cleveland has a lot of talent, whether it's Nick Chubb, whether it's Amari Cooper, uh, Garrett coming off the edge, obviously Deshaun Watson coming back. The key is Deshaun. Deshaun hadn't played football in almost 20 months. Came back, was more missed than hit, but I think he has a chance to be really good. So there's four teams in that division that are going to be really good. Get to the AFC South, eh, it kind of sucks. Tennessee, whatever. Indy's terrible. Houston starting a rookie quarterback. Uh, I think Jacksonville will be really, really good. Trevor Lawrence, they get Calvin Ridley, who is going to be a fantastic addition to that team. He is another one that has something to prove. So you got maybe two playoff teams that want to fight out of there. And then the AFC West, Kansas City, obviously, Super Bowl champs. The Raiders trying to revamp new direction, new quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Chargers, who we will talk about here in just a moment, really good. A lot of offensive weaponry there. And then the Denver Broncos hire Sean Payton, one of the best offensive minds in all the world, to pair him with Russell Wilson. I think there's like three bad teams in the AFC, The Raiders, and they might not even be that bad. I think the Colts are going to be terrible. I think the Texans are in a full rebuild. And the Patriots, that's it. Four teams out of your whole doggone conference, I think are I could count right now not being playoff teams. And everybody else, you can sit and fight for. So what do you have coming up on this Dolphins schedule? We'll talk about the Chargers here in just a moment. Tough opener, home against the Chargers. You need some get back against them. Healthy Dolphins, healthy Tua. I think this game's a shootout. The Chargers are really good. Justin Herbert, you obviously have Mike Williams, Keenan Williams coming back, uh, Keenan Allen, excuse me, coming back healthy. They draft Quentin Johnson. They got three damn power forwards playing outside at receiver, and you have Austin Eckler there. Defensively, they can be really salty as well. You're at the Patriots, bet not lose that game on a Sunday night kick. Broncos, tough game, but it's at home. At Buffalo, really early season test, thank God, We're not going to be up there in December. And they can't cry about the sun, the babies that they are. Giants is a winnable game. Panthers starting a rookie quarterback. You better win that one. At Philadelphia, good luck. Home against the Patriots, another winnable game. At Kansas City, uh, that's going to be a fun, fun game. That's the London game, the 9-30 kick. So all bets are off there. By the way, the NFL screw you. You have a marquee matchup. Dolphins-Chiefs, and you put the damn game in London. So you rob Chiefs fans of having a chance to have a home game, and you rob Dolphin fans of having a chance to go. A nine thirty kick for Dolphins-Chief, screw you again. Raiders, then you get the, uh, I guess it's the Thanksgiving Day game against the Jets. I three, see a 3 o'clock kick, or else that's the Raiders game on Thursday. I'm not, I'm not sure. I have to look. That's a long way ahead on the schedule. But either way, you're going to get a Jets game on a short week, At the Commanders, winnable. Titans games, winnable. Jets, home game. And then you finish off with Cowboys at Ravens, Bills. My goodness, you get in December, you're going to have to find a way. Think about your December. Commanders, Titans, Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, then Bills on January the 7th. My goodness. I look at this objectively as much as I can. I see the Dolphins being an 11-6 team. You're probably going to go four and two against your division. Split with the Jets, split with the Bills, sweep the Patriots. Find out a way to win a bunch of your home games. Broncos, Chargers, Giants, Panthers, Patriots again, Raiders, Cowboys, Bills. Find a way at home to, I don't know, win six games, maybe seven. And then you got to find a way to win four or five games on the road. Again, at Washington, winnable game at uh at well that's at the patriots a winnable game. Got to find a way to beat the ravens potentially. Maybe beat the chiefs in the London game. There's a lot of different things that are going to have to transpire, but I think 11 and 6 get you in the playoffs. Now this week's obviously tough. I think it's imperative when I talk about the back end of that schedule getting off to a good start against a team uh that beat you a year ago in the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, you think about all the all the playmakers that they have, and right now ESPN gives the Chargers a fifty-five percent chance to come across and win this game. And I'm trying to look at what the line is right now. Right now, the line is the Chargers minus three. Chargers minus three. As a matter of fact, it's I'm sorry, it is a home game for the Chargers. Um, I'm kind of a dumbass. It's a home game for the Chargers, not a home game for the Dolphins, but. Three-point favorite, that means they think these teams are even, and they're giving the Chargers three points for home field advantage. Three points for home field advantage. Obviously a 425 Eastern kick, and the Dolphins are going to have to go out there and really get things done. You had chances to beat this team last year. You really did. Can you go out there and slow down Justin Herbert just enough? I think Tua will go out there and put some points on the board. I'm going to call the upset. 27-24 Dolphins, and the Fish get off to a 1-0 start. Those are things that you have to look for. Can you win games on the road that you're not favored to win? In the NFL, I've always talked to different coaches. They said go 7-1 or better at home. So now all of a sudden you're talking about either 7-1, 8-0, or 9-0 now because that was back with the eight games. And go 500 on the road. You go 4-4 or 4-5, maybe 5-4 on the road, you're going to make the playoffs must defend home field, and must find a way to win on the road. Only thing I ask, subscribe to the podcast. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, whatever it may be, wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe. Make sure you listen every week. The more you listen... The better chance this thing has a chance of sticking around long, long time. We got sponsors involved. The Orange Bowl Boys, Scoop, Row, and Toast are my dudes. Uh, awesome guys have a great product. OBB Legend is out there. Get on there. Uh, you know, sign up, subscribe. Get ready for the OBB Discord chat, which I got to get back on, which is popping this time of the year with college and pro football and everything else. And tell your friends. Follow at OBB Fins. Follow John Michaels U. Follow State of Miami Pod. Hit us up on Twitter. We're going to be very interactive this offseason. Fins up, hose down. If you're a Bills fan, you're bound to drown. Let's go, homie.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.